Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. I firmly believe that the divine works through people to help us every day. These angels and saints are so very humble. Many of us don't know they exist or existed. Hello, my name is Angel and I'll be your host as we explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help your faith, no matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to inspire, encourage, educate, uplift, strengthen, and heal you and your faith. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. How are you all doing? Thank you all so very much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, infinite thanks for finding us. It is my deepest hope and prayer that you find everything you're looking for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast here with us and more. And if you're returning, infinite thanks, blessings, and love for always coming back for more. You are the reason why this show is here. Okay, so those of you who listen to the amazing show, or should I say truly amazing show, about the truly amazing Bruce Lee last week, you know this show was coming. And if you haven't, then you've at least seen the topic and the reason why you clicked on this episode or this podcast. So today we're going to be talking about overcoming the poison of abuse and reclaiming your life. So I have to give disclaimers right off the bat that I am not a physician. I'm not a therapist. Life coach, yes, certified for that. Minister, yes, ordained for that. So but I am not a, a counselor or a therapist, a doctor or a psychologist, nothing of that nature. So do not take anything I say as that kind of advice. If you need help, you need to seek help. There are ways to get this help and I will have this information again at the end of the show, but I'm going to give it to you now in case you need it right now. And this information will be in the show notes and show description. So the first is a National Domestic Violence Hotline. They're open 24 hours a day. They have languages in English, Spanish, and over 200 more interpreters on the line. That number is 800-799-7233. Again, 800-799-7233. Or you can text START to 88788. Again, that's START. Text that word START to 88788. So if you're in a domestic violence situation where you can't talk to somebody, but you can text, do that. Next is called child help. This is for people who are being abused, children who are being abused, or if you know of a child that's being abused, we're going to talk about that in today's show. Text 1-800-422-4453. Or you can call that same number, 1-800-422-4453. Or you can go to the website and do a live chat. And that is at Child Help Hotline, all one word, childhelphotline.org. The next is Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. This is for anyone of you that are going through substance abuse issues or you know someone who is, or you're having a mental health issue, or someone you know is, anything from anxiety, PTSD, I mean, the list just is endless for any mental health issues. Or if you're just overwhelmingly sad and depressed and you don't know why, call this number. It is 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-HELP. Four three five seven. This national helpline is free. It's confidential. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. They can give you treatment referral and information services in English and Spanish. And they also help you with families who are facing mental issues or disorders. Okay. And the final disclaimer is... If it hasn't already been clear, this show will have lots of triggers in it, or as I used to call them, buttons, or still call them, refer to buttons. You know, you know people push your button. Um, for those of you who 
have been abused or are abused, um, or if you're an abuser, this show will have many push buttons or many triggers. Um, so I want to warn you ahead of time. If it's something that you want to listen to, I pray and believe this show will help you. But if you believe it will be too much, then please, I ask you to stop the stop listening right now and listen to another show, another episode of the podcast. So as we all know, well, maybe I should give just a couple seconds for people to click off if they want to. So if you're still here and but you don't want to listen, go ahead and stop listening now. Okay, so those of you who are still here, I take it that you want to be here. There are so many different types of abuse. Um, and every abuse is a poison. Um, again, these are all my own thoughts, views, so please take it as just that. Again, I'm not a therapist or a doctor or any of that nature. This is just from my personal experiences. You know, po abuse is poison because long after the abuse, the poison remains. And it's like a cancer that if left untreated, it can and probably will devour you. That you must get help whether that is professional help, which I strongly recommend, or trying your level best to overcome it yourself. There's tons and tons of videos on YouTube, self-help books. I just gave the hotline numbers, which I will also give again at the beginning, I mean at the end of the show, excuse me, that you can call and people can help you. And it's all anonymous. You don't have to tell them who you are and these people can help you. But it's important that you get help. It's important that you are helped. It's important that you heal because this poison is so detrimental to your life. And I speak of that from experience, from abuse, that it affects you on so many levels that you don't really realize how much it affects you. A lot of times you will think, you know, hey, I dealt with that and I rationed that out or I, you know, I did my own therapy and I worked through that. But then before you know it, it something triggers it. A button is pushed. Um, something triggers that poison that's still a little bit left in you. And yes, we're always going to have the scars. But what I want to talk about today is taking that experience and not only healing from it, reclaiming your life, because it claims your life, reclaiming your life, but also being confident enough to help others who may be going through this very same things you went through. And you would be surprised at how high, sadly, the volume of abuse is in the world. I mean, it's, it's really, really horrible. And I'm sure all of you listening have been abused in some way, shape, or form to varying degrees. You know, I know someone who was a teenager and needed a lift or a ride home. Um, she called her mother. She was a teenager. She called her mother to come and get her as the mother said she would. And the mother said, no, you find your own way home. This girl was like 13, 14 years old at the time. So she did what she only knew to do because this was before cell phones. So she started to hitchhike home. Some guys pulled over, picked her up. Before she knew it, they were driving to a desolate area. They got her out of the car, put a knife to her throat, and attempted to rape her and kill her. But she fought back. She took control of that situation, bless her, for having the power and focus in such 
a critical time to act the way she did. And she survived unscathed. But the incident all in of itself was a poison for many, many, many years. She still recalls it today. It doesn't have the hold on her that it used to. You know, again, it's a scar. We're always going to have it. But she can now better relate to other people who are in abuse situations or who have survived abuse. And that's something we all have to keep in mind is those of us who have been abused and are still here to tell the tale are survivors. And that's something to take great pride in. And I don't often speak of egoistic pride, but in this case, I do mean it. Be proud of yourself for surviving. Now take that situation, that incident, that abuse. And I want everybody to, you don't need to revisit it. I don't want to open up old wounds. Again, if you need help, seek professional help to work through that. But what I am saying is to take that abuse, smash it down like a lump of coal in the earth gets smashed down until it's a diamond. Smash that abuse down until it is a diamond and use that as fuel to empower you to overcome the poison from that abuse. Reclaim your life. Take your life back. Your life is yours. It does not belong to anyone else. But because of traumatic events, it can take our lives away from us. It can make us feel that someone else, even though the abuse is over, still controls our life. Especially if it's something that happened to you when you were very young. It becomes part of your conditioning. It becomes part of you. And that can be very difficult to root out. But it can be done. There are places, again, that can help you. There are therapists that can help you. Your faith can help you. All of us from all faiths have people in said faiths who took their lives back, who overcame such abuse and hardships. I mean, those of us who are Christian, all I have to do is say, Jesus, look at all of the abuse and suffering he endured. He was murdered. Absolutely murdered by a mob. By his own people. But he has overcome that. Depending on your, I <laughs> know, depending on your religious beliefs. Uh, do you believe he rose from the dead or do you do you believe that he went off on his own to teach afterwards or we could do another episode on that and eventually we will when I feel everybody's up to stomaching <laughs> that episode. But it's so very important that we look to others who were empowered to empowered through and so not only survived but flourished. You know, just like the most beautiful plants and flowers come from fertilizer. My wife, Haven, has this amazing um, expression. You know, again, back when I used to teach Buddhism and Eastern philosophy, she was one of my senior students. And not being as biased, I chose her because she was my wife, but because she is an amazing sage. She really is so very, very wise. More than me. And she taught a class. I had all my senior students. I had three senior students. I always had my three senior students. They had to teach at least one class. Haven taught a couple. 
one of the classes she taught was an expression she made that goes, there's never an excuse, but there's always a reason. And that's difficult for those who have been and are being abused currently to understand, or it can be difficult to understand that there's no excuse, absolutely no excuse for what someone does to you. But there are reasons. And why do we want to know the reasons or why do we want to unpack what happened to find the reasons? And that's because part of the healing process, part of reclaiming our lives is forgiveness. And you don't have to forgive the person for what they did necessarily, but you, a lot of us blame ourselves and say somehow we were responsible. Forgive ourselves for this. Uh, those of you who are Christian, look to what Jesus said as he was dying on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that goes with a lot of abuse as well, the majority of abuse. People don't realize what they're doing. They could be mentally ill, probably are mentally ill. Um, a lot of abuse comes from people who have been abused. So abusers just keep that cycle going. Um, I've sat with my abuse and have unpacked it and worked through it. And I've come to the realization that my father did what he did to me because that's what was done to him. He was raised that way. So he thought that's how a father is. That's what a father does. That's discipline. He's also from that generation that believe that men don't show affection. Men do not um, show emotion. That men are hard as nails. Um, and just to give you an example of that, there was an incident in his life that where he was stabbed nine times. A guy attacked him and stabbed him nine times outside of a bar. He got up after fighting the guy off. The guy took off running as he was stabbing and the guy was yelling, why won't you die? The guy took off running. My father got up, went back into the bar, asked him to call an ambulance and ordered another drink. Why? Because that's the type of person that he was molded into from his conditioning, from his upbringing, from his experiences. We are all beings of our circumstances, of our experiences, of, you know, we start just even at conception. In our mother's womb, we're, we're constantly sponging up everything. What your mother feels, you feel. What she thinks, her thoughts and feelings affect you. There's so many scientific studies on that these days. You can just Google it and find all that information. And when we're born, we instantly, instantly start literally sponging up everything around us. We are so, you know, just hungry for information. We're like a brand new computer and our hard drive is clean and it's just itching and eager and hungry for information. So we're constantly taking all that information in. Experiences. You know, all these files are created on the hard drive of our life that makes us who we are. But getting back to what I was saying in reference to this, my situation is 
You know, my father was from the generation that men are beyond tough. You take it no matter what. Um, so he was trying to do the very same with me is that he wanted me to be not just as strong and tough as he was. He wanted me to be stronger and tougher than him. I firmly believe this. I firmly believe that deep down he knew his shortcomings. Deep down um, there were many things about himself that he did not like. And he would see that in me whether it was there or not and instantly want to correct that before it had an opportunity to become whatever. Again, that's no excuse for abusing anyone, especially a child. But it's a reason, a valid reason, as to why and how these things happen. And by doing that, it helps us to humanize the whole thing, to realize that it wasn't the divine the universe that was doing this to us, or we were abused for a reason um, because we did something wrong. It's because of the humanness of someone else. Um, and that's something to keep in mind with the healing is the humanness of it. You know, as I said, you know, Jesus forgave um, those who did unto him. Um, thus, the reason why he asked us to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. You know, the golden rule uh, that transcends all religions and faiths. And again, I know that's easier said than done. It's, it's taken me a long time to get to the stage in my life where I'm at now. And, you know, I you know, have had PTSD uh, problems that I thought I had resolved that, you know, that with, you know, the abuse compounded with my heart situation um, did a lot of messy things to me. But, you know, I was able to get the help that I needed and overcome that. And you can, too. You know, don't be afraid to ask for help, especially you guys out there that are my age or older or from that generation that were, you know, you're supposed to be like um, John Wayne and Clint Eastwood, you know, from the spaghetti westerns, not from, you know, the bridges of Madison County or the quiet man. <laughs> yeah, don't get those confused. Um, you know, we're supposed to be like fictitious superheroes. Don't think that that's wrong. Absolutely wrong. Get help. If you need help, get help. Life is too short to live in fear, anxiety, depression, all of those things that the poison from abuse causes. You know, take control. Take your life back. Don't allow the abuse or the poison to control you any longer. So a big thing that I see in people who have suffered abuse um, is that they have very low self-esteem very low self-confidence um, and hardly no self-love. Um, that poison is so deep in their roots. Um, it's like a, you know, an impacted tooth or an infected tooth. We all know how that pain is and how that tooth, one tooth being um, infected can just overpower your entire body and all of your systems in your body. The very same thing happens with abuse, but oftentimes it's so subtle and we've had it for so long that we don't realize it anymore that that's what is causing it. Again, thus the reason it's so important to seek professional help where someone can sit with you talk with you and help you work through these things. Um, they may prescribe medications to help you. Don't balk at it. Try it. You would be surprised how uh, the medication can help you. And you don't have to stay on medications long term. 
once you start getting better and able to control your life and you start getting better, you can slowly be taken off. But don't do it yourself. Again, consult your doctor or doctors and follow what they say. But again, just to let everyone know, you don't have to be on medication, mental health medication, your entire life. Some of us do, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. As, as uh, Father Mike and I talked about um, in a recent uh, podcast with uh, you know, Healthy Mind, Body, and Soul, check that one out if you haven't already listened to it. Um, we talked about that, uh, about medications and getting the help that you need. You know, this plays right along with that, but you know, I definitely wanted to do a show that focused more on abuse and the poison from abuse and how to take control of your life um, or take back control of your life. And this show is also for those who do the abusing, the abusers. Those of you who are listening that abuse others or even abuse yourself, please know that you can get help from these same, same hotlines, you know, especially the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. You can get help. Break the cycle of abuse. Don't abuse others any longer and don't abuse yourself. I know it's easier said than done, but it can be done. It really can. And those of you who have been abused, a lot of us who have been abused abuse ourselves as well, as I was just referring to. And again, that's that poison that just keeps going, that we feel that we're not worthy. Um, we have so many ill feelings about ourselves because it's part of our conditioning, part of who we think we are, but that's not true. What you are and what everyone is is pure, bright, divine energy. You are perfect in every way, absolutely every way. We just have to awaken to that energy, to that divine. We have to ask for help because we have free will, the divine, the angels and saints, whatever you believe in, cannot help us unless we ask for help. Some of you might say, you know what, I've asked for help and no one's helped me. To which I have to reply, how open and aware are you to the help? Help comes in many forms. Simple as someone asking you, how are you? That could be the person that helps you. We have to be open for help. Because a lot of us say we want help, but we are afraid. Don't be afraid, please. You are loved. You may not feel that, but you are greatly loved. The divine loves you. I love you. Everyone listening to this show loves you, whether you're the abuser or the abused or both. We love you. You are very important. You make a difference. Don't ever question that. I know we all do. I've done it myself infinite times over my lifetime. We do make a difference in each and every person we come in contact with. Remember the Penny Whitbrot episode, episode one of season two, where the divine showed her the top two things, positive and negative, that it picked out in her entire life. One of it was helping a person who was just short a little bit on their grocery bill. Go and listen to that episode if you haven't. It's a great near-death experience. And the negative was the divine showing her that negative thoughts about a coworker 
and what impact that had on the person. It's at that level, that such a fine level that you wouldn't think that a thought would hurt somebody. But we have to remember that thoughts are energies, just like actions are energy. And it impacts those that we direct it towards. Just like those of you who may not have been physically abused have been verbally abused or emotionally abused. To me, that's more detrimental. I'm not minimizing physical abuse by any way, shape, or form. You know, physical abuse happens and then it, there's a subsiding you know, before the next event. Emotional, well, physical abuse can cause emotional abuse as well, but the emotional abuse or verbal abuse is a poison that's like a, such a cancer. Like being told that you're, you're not worthy of anything, that you're not going to equal up to anything, that you are nothing, you're worthless, you're stupid. How many of us have heard that? I'm raising my hand. What impact did that have on us? Do we believe it? Did we believe it? I know I did for a long time. For a long time, I thought I was just the dumbest thing on the face of the earth and not worthy of anything. That everything negative that happened to me, I had coming because that's what I was told. That's what I was conditioned to believe. That because of my ignorance, not ignorance as in lack of knowledge, but just being stupid and not doing as I was told, what I was told, that I had it coming. That was the reasoning. I was young. You were young. We were young. And we believe that. But do we believe it now? I apologize, everyone, that this episode is so heavy. But I pray that you all see the light and the love from this heaviness or through the heaviness. I want the love and the light to shine so brightly through this episode that it just destroys the darkness, the poison, the cancer that you all are going through, that we all are going through. So what did I do? I became an age where I started to realize through meditation, and you can say the divine because the divine speaks to our hearts while we meditate and pray, whether we're aware of that or not. I slowly began to realize that I was not what I was told that I was. I wasn't the abuse. That I took that information or that revelation, I should say, and I used that for fuel. So what do you do? Someone says you're stupid. I want to educate myself. If I'm stupid, then I, I need to learn. And th I used that abuse as rocket fuel. And I'm talking the strongest rocket fuel you could ever get your hand on. Like I said, taking a lump of coal, the earth crushing it until it becomes a diamond and then using that as fuel. I'm talking that kind of power to motivate me, to give me strength, to power through, to learn as much as I could, to grow, evolve, blossom, whatever label you want to use, as much as I possibly could. I didn't set a goal. I didn't set a limit. I just said, I'm going to learn and I'm going to keep learning. And I'm that way to this very day. That fuel was so strong all of those years ago. The last time I was abused was at the age of 12. 
I'm 53 now, so if you do the math, that's a few days ago. But that fuel from the abuse from age 6 to 12 still fuels me today. It's not diminishing. It's actually getting stronger. And it's not from the negative. It's that I've taken the negative and I've turned it into a massive nuclear driving force that is self-sustaining, that will never stop. And some of you are like, well, you're just trying to prove somebody wrong. No. That was the initial reason to prove that person wrong. But it so quickly transcended that to where now it's all about learning, growing, evolving so much in this lifetime. Because that's what life is all about, is learning, growing, and evolving. And helping as many people as I possibly can along the way. You know, it's like that, you know, the shows you see where the guy's in a truck and they're running away from, or they're driving away from people that are chasing them. Or, you know, better yet, here, scratch that, sorry. <laughs> Here's another analogy, another movie analogy. People are running to get on a train and the train is already going. It's taking off. It's starting to go. Chug, chug, chug. And they're running. One person jumps up on the train and they put their hand and arm down to help the next person and the next person and the next person. They want to get as many people on that train. That's me. That's what I am here to do. To get as many people on the train as possible. What train? <laughs> the train of life. The train of what life is supposed to be. And it's moving. It's constantly moving. Life is never stopping. Life is ever changing moment to moment. So these shows and everything I do in life is me extending my arm and my hand to anyone that will take it to help them. And there's absolutely no reason why you can't do the same thing. And I'm sure most of you already are, even if you don't realize it. For those of you who go to a store that doesn't have an automatic door, how many of you open the door and hold it for somebody? That's doing it. That's extending your arm and your hand to someone to help them. If you have a neighbor that's elderly or, or ill or something, and, and you go and cut their grass, you help them with their garbage, getting their garbage to the curb, and then they put the cans back, that's doing the same thing, extending your hand, extending your arm to that person to help them. Helping a loved one who may be invalid, who may have Alzheimer's, dementia. We recently went through that with Doris early this year. That was Bob's mother and Elaine's stepmother. Had dementia so bad, so, so bad. Bless her. But they gave up 10 years of their life. They wouldn't see it as giving up those years. They would see that as 10 years of helping. For 10 years, they extended their arm and their hand to Doris to help her each and every moment of each and every day. Never underestimate what you are to people in the world, to everyone, to everything. Even if you're just one of those people that, if you see, my wife's like this, if she sees we have this wisteria, bush outside our apartment if she sees the ground starting to get dry with like in a drought my wife will go get a bunch of water and water it she cares for all living things and that wisteria plant bush tree whatever you call them 
is alive because she helps it. And it loves her. It loves all of us. The divine is in all of us and we are all in the divine. There's no end and there's no beginning. It's just a continuous, beautiful, and amazing loop. So these are just some steps to overcoming the poison, eradicating the poison, overcoming, eradicating the cancer, healing. And it takes time. It takes patience. And it takes all kinds of love. Don't hesitate to get the help you need because you deserve it. You deserve to be happy. No matter what anyone has told you, you deserve happiness. You deserve not to hurt, not to have pain. And I know for a lot of you, that feeling you've had for so long, you probably wouldn't know what life was without it. But I can tell you, it, life is not meant to be that way. Life is not to be lived in pain and suffering and poison or a cancerous thing from abuse. Get the help you need. You can go to your priest. You can go to your clergy. You can go to your minister, your pastor, um, whatever faith um, leader you feel comfortable going to. Call them. Schedule some time sit with them and talk that's a good step if you don't feel comfortable doing that then you can always use these hotline numbers or just get on the internet and google anything local in your area there's help centers and helplines everywhere literally all over the world that are there 24 7 absolutely free and you can be anonymous that can help you get started in healing and taking your life back. It's so very important and life is so very precious. I know many of us know people that the poison and the cancer overwhelmed them to the point where they took their own life. Haven's brother he took his life at, I believe he was 20 years old. Life just got too much for him. He couldn't, just couldn't deal with it anymore. And this was back in the early 70s, so help was very limited. He was in a foster home at the time, and he just had enough. He couldn't do it anymore. Don't be that person. I know... You are so very tired, but do not give up. Do not give in. Don't allow the abuse, the poison, the cancer to take your life. I could spend forever talking about life being the most precious thing. But it so much is. I mean, I can't, it's, it's one of those things that's so beyond words. I think I've alluded to it somewhat by pointing out what you mean to the world, what you mean to me, what you mean to other listeners on the show, what you mean to the person you just held the door for or the person you helped next door or the person you just said hello to or good morning to. We don't realize what others are going through and what could be their trigger or their final straw to where they said, you know what, I'm done, I've had enough. Now, Father Mike Cantor talked about this in the Healthy Mind, Body, and Soul episode. Again, if you guys have not heard that episode, go back and check it out, it's within this season. He talked about the signs, the warning signs of people who plan on taking their life and follow through with it. He talked about the warning signs of that. So go check that out or Google it.
Um, it's so very important to know those warning signs, not just for yourself, but for those you love. Because someone you love could be going through something and you wouldn't even know it. As Father Mike said in that show, most people who commit suicide and successfully carry it out, those around them had no clue. Those around them had no idea. They hid that pain. They hid that suffering. They hid that poison and that cancer. Why? Was it fear? Embarrassment? It can be, especially in rape situations. I mean, it could be the culture. In Japan, if, if a, a woman is raped in Japan, she's considered defiled, worthless. So many of them take their own lives because of that stigma, because of their culture. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's so tragic and so sad. And think about that. The divine has created each and every one of us. Again, call it whatever you want to call it. We are all created for a purpose. We are all created by that which is all that has no name, label, shape, and or form. We are all created by this energy that connects everything, everything, living and not living. The plastic cup on your table <laughs> or <laughs> right there in front of you. The divine is in that, believe it or not. Those elements, those things, keeping it all together is all divine. All divine. We should not snuff out our own light or allow someone else or something they did to us to snuff out our light. Again, we need to get that help. I know I, I keep talking a circle on this, but I can't say it enough. We need to get the help. We need to step up. Realize that we are important. We are loved. We are needed. Even if you're by yourself alone, you are not alone. The divine is with you always. Sit for a moment. Take a couple deep breaths. Put your hand on your heart and feel. Feel. That divine is there. That energy is there. Feel it. It is you and you are it. You are worth it. You are special. You are unique. You were made specifically as you are. This, not this abused, battered, beaten human. You are divine. I know I don't mean to sound like a... <laughs> a Baptist preacher on the pulpit on a Sunday, but I know he's kind of heading that way, but I, I can't, I'm so passionate about this and I hope that's being conveyed and I hope it's being felt. I'm very passionate about this and I love each and every one of you. I love all beings, regardless of who or what they are. And I want to, again, extend my arm and my hand and help as many of you get on this train of life as possible. Help is always there. Take the hand of help. Seek the hand of help. You know, the divine says in the Gospels, if you're one that believes in the Bible, knock and the door will be opened. Ask and you shall receive. So knock, knock on that door, bang on that door, kick the door if you have to. Take that hand, seek help, heal. So what else can you do, you know, in, in seeking help? I say, you know, it said, you know, doctors, therapists, hotlines, um, online texting or calling, um, priests, pastors, ministers, life coaches. I'm that now as well and still studying, getting more certifications as we speak. Life coaches can help you as well. They can definitely help you 
um, really rebuild your life, retake your life. Um, you know, confidence is a big thing that takes a hit in abuse. Um, we don't have self-confidence. We don't have self-love. Um, we don't believe we have a purpose, you know, and we don't know what that purpose even is because we've lived in that abusive state uh, for so long that it's all we know. And these life coaches can help you. Um, there's, you can find them all over the internet. You can find them on YouTube. You can contact me um, if you would like, and I can do what I can to help you. I mean, at first, I'm going to definitely suggest and recommend, you know, seeking, you know, a doctor or a therapist uh, for, a, you know, what's going on, you know, deep down inside to help get that poison out to heal. And then I can help or a life coach or a priest or minister uh, can help you rebuild because just don't stop with the healing. That's where life begins. Life begins at healing and it doesn't stop from there. It just keeps going. Things will get better and better. I promise you life will get better. The way you see things will get better. Everything will start to improve and get better and you will finally be able to breathe, live and love. So this again about, I mean, here I go in a circle chasing the squirrel. Um, with the life coach, they can help you uh, discover what your purpose is. They can help you discover your talents and skills that you didn't realize you had. They can help you achieve those goals of what your life purpose is. You know, and that changes all the time. As you heal and as you discover who you really, really are, that changes and evolves just like everything changes and evolves and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you might say you know what i i want to start painting and then you'll next week you'll say i want to start drawing or i want to start playing an instrument or you know anything that helps you expand evolve grow flourish that life coach or your minister or your priest or pastor or whomever or your therapist can help you achieve that, can help you in those directions, can help you uh, with your purpose of life, with it, can help you with your self-confidence and rebuilding that, can help you with goals. Um, you may not have thought, you know, I was the type of person I never wanted to have a goal because I didn't care. I didn't think I was worthy of goals. They can help you with that. There is help. It's easy to find. Again, the hand is always being extended to you. Take the hand and allow people to help you. If you want to help yourself, do as we talked about last week in the Bruce Lee episode. Get self-help books. Um, if you're not sure on what to get, contact me. I can help you and point you directions. Father Mike as well. You can contact him. Um, we can help you, point you in the right direction as far as self-help goes. It's not going to be the same as, you know, a therapist or something like that or a life coach, but it's, it's a step in the right direction. It is a step in the right direction. And, and yeah, as the old, old, I'm talking about seventies, if not earlier, uh, cartoon Christmas cartoon of, um, the winter guy to the song, put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor, put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking out the door. Same, very same thing applies. That can never be understated or underestimated. Steps. One step at a time. And with each step, I promise you, you're going to get stronger. Your life is going to change for the better. You're going to be more happy. You're going to be in love with yourself more, in love with your life more, and in love with those around you more. You've just got to take that first step. That is the hardest thing is that first step. So again, take the hand that's extended to you. Take the help. Accept the help. Take that step. You can do it. You really can. Okay, folks. So I know I could just keep going on and on about this, but I think I got the main points across, or at least I pray with all that is that I got those points across or the spirit got those points across that I was able to shine that light through the darkness into your heart 
and trigger that um, energy in you to get past this, to take that first step, to give yourself a big hug. Tell yourself that you love you. I love you. We love you. You are the most important thing in the world. Please take care of yourself. Please help yourself. Allow us and others to help you. Okay, so see, I I could just keep going on and on. I'm sorry, folks. I so hope and pray you understood or got something from this. I'm always open to talk about it more privately if you would like. My information is always at the end of each show. It's on the website. Again, information on the website is at the end of each show. Always in the show notes as well. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. So we'll go ahead and, and I'll share with you those who are in need of prayers. I know you are as well. And you are always in my heart, my thoughts, and my prayers. And if you want me to pray for you personally, privately, if you want others listening to the show, they love to pray as well to pray for you. Don't hesitate to contact me. We can do that for you. And we would love to do that for you. Okay, so real quick, one more time, I'm going to give that information um, on the hotlines. National Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799-7233. Again, 800-799-7233. Or text START, the word START, to 88788. The next is a child help hotline. Text or call 1-800-422-4453. That's one 800 422-4453 or you can go online childhelphotline all one word dot org or the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration that's 1-800-662-HELP again that's 1-800-662-4357 This week's prayer requests are as follows Mike S. is still in need of prayers for his heart, irregular heartbeat, and possible ablation surgery sometime down the road. Uh, Bob, who has stage 2 follicular lymphoma, is still in need of our prayers. He's had a rough week. He's been very tired. He had uh, his third round of chemo treatment two weeks ago. He has more tests and things of that nature coming up this week. So let's please keep him in our heart, thoughts, and prayers. Um, Rachel is new. She is in need of prayers. She has just been diagnosed with gallstones and she has to go to her doctor on the October 4th to discern what treatment is going to be next. Uh, They believe they're going to have to do surgery because the gallstones are quite large. So let's please keep Rachel in our heart thoughts and prayers. We also need to do just general prayers of healing and support for Elaine, Clyde, Kathy, Michael T, Lana, Megan, Molly, Gwen, and Jean. And we have an update on Emma. She is recovering very well from her shoulder surgery a couple weeks ago. Uh, She ran into Haven the other day and reported that she is doing good and appreciates everyone's prayers. So let's please keep the prayers going for our dear Emma. And last but certainly not least, Father Mike Cantor is still suffering from whatever it is he's got going on that the doctors still have not figured out. So let's please keep him near and dear to our heart. Let us pray. O great divine, almighty, the one that is all, that has created the heavens, the earth, all that is seen and unseen, we thank you. We give you thanks and praise for all of our blessings. We ask that you please extend your hand to us. We know you don't have a physical hand, but you have an energy. Please extend your energy to us. I know it's always there within us, but help us to realize that, to see that, to feel that. So we take your hand. So we take your energy. We accept your help. 
Help us. Give us that strength to take that first step for healing. Help us to eradicate the abuse, the poison, the cancer that we have suffered and suffer now. Help us to overcome it. Help us to overpower it. Help us to realize what life should be. Life as you intended it and want it to be. Help us to get the help that we need. Help us to heal and help us to help others. I know that's a lot of asking. (laughs) But you, great divine universe, the all that is, are everything. There is no limits to what you can do and what you do. Help us to realize that. Help us to tap into that power that you bestow upon us. Help us to realize that we are co-creators with you. That we have that power to recreate our life, to reclaim our life, to heal and to help others do the same. Amen. Okay, folks, so this is the last call for pet entries for the pet memorial episode, uh, the Angel Pets episode that's going to be the season finale, which is just a few episodes away. Um, So please, 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 if you were waiting to the last minute to get me your pet's name and information on uh, their story, Now's the time. Now is the last moment. Um, today is the day. So it's now Sunday. So by the end of today, so that would be 12 a.m. Eastern time going into Monday. So please get me your stories of your beloved pets, uh, past, present. If you're new to the show and this is your first time hearing this, our season finale episode this season, which is just coming up, um, is going to be showcasing all of our listeners, pets, past and present, um, where we're going to be sharing stories of these amazing angels and fur coats or furless angels um, and what they've done to us and for us in our lives, what they've meant to us. Um, It's so important, uh, just like this show, to keep their memories alive, to keep their lives going, that energy, that essence, that is them, that never dies We want to keep that in our hearts and minds. It's already in yours. Share that with me so I can share that with everyone. So your little foo-foo pup-pup or foo-foo-loo pup-pup can be in the hearts of everyone listening to the show and everyone that listens to the show in the future. Imagine that. They'll never go. They'll never die. They're always with us. They're always there. So let us share that. Let us share a little bit of foo-foo-loo pup-pup with us. You know? So please... My contact information is coming up. Email me. Let me know the story, the name, dates if you want to do that, locations if you want. You don't have to. Just give me the story and the name, and I'll make sure that's in the finale show. I so hope and pray that you all have enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you are searching for in a podcast especially a faith-based podcast here and more. Please don't be a stranger. Come around anytime, all the time. We now have an Amazon.com wish list for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. A link can always be found in the show notes and show description. I'm always open to questions and suggestions. We have people listening from all over the world. There are amazing beings past and present in your country, society, and culture that we and the rest of the world do not know about, but we should. Please, please, please contact me and share these amazing beings so the world can learn about them. Next is prayers. I love to pray and our listeners love to pray. So let us pray for you. There are two ways that you can do this. The first is to email me directly at faithandmorepodcast. That's all one word, faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. 
The second way is through our website. There's a contact form on the website, and you can find our website at Faith and More Podcast. Again, that's all one word, faithandmorepodcast.wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash my dash site, S-I-T-E. So until next week, have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you are in my heart and prayers. Bless you.